Once again, guys, man, thank you for another uh, tuning in to another edition of a Crypto Christ Broadcast. Man, I'm your host, your uh, Kamash Laquette, man. Look, man, this is just a quick uh, prison reform uh, update, and I need to give a couple shouts out, man, uh, to a, a couple of guys. Uh, I hope that you've had uh, a good a good day, a good weekend, a good week uh, thus far, man. Um, you know, we went down to we went down to uh, Austin, the state capital, on February 13th. I told you guys, ladies and gentlemen, about it. Those of you who are in Texas. And uh, it was pretty good, man. I met my brother Ricky Smith down there. Old Rick. Y'all remember Ricky Smith played the drums in Cairo? Old Rick was down there, man. And uh, Perry Holloway from the Mom Program uh, was down there. And we met and <clears throat> we had, uh, excuse me, you had uh, my brother Oso. Uh, Oso's family was down there. Old Louis Espinosa, his sister and cousin and everybody. And hopefully his family was down there supporting. Uh, my brother Kenneth Foster and his wife. Uh, well, Kenneth is, is, is in the co-field. But his wife was there and Tifa and everybody. They were there supporting these. They were talking about the air conditioning. You know what I'm saying? They're still fighting for that. Uh, Representative Sherman spoke to the crowd. But I wasn't really able to. Uh, I really wasn't able to stay out there. I Man, I was trying to get up in that, in, inside that Capitol, man. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'll tell y'all about that uh, in a minute. But first, man, shouts out, man, to Fro. Fro, what's up, man? Hey, y'all hey, want to hear one of the best rappers that, 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 that ever did it? H-Town's finest, man, Fro. Man, your time is coming, bro. Keep keep perfecting your craft, and thank you for your encouragement, man. Dewan Banks, what's up, homeboy? I love you, man. Uh, uh, I love you, man. <laughs> I ain't going to go on and on, you know, because I can just I can see your face right now. Uh, man, uh, Randy, Randy Jones. <laughs> Randy Jones, formerly known as Zim Loke from Ian Hood. Hey, well, I'm going to come back to you in a minute, man. Thank you for your letter, bro. Thank you for your encouragement. Uh, I'm gonna share. Uh, uh, I'm gonna share something that uh, that Brother Jones told me, man. Uh, I was finna call him Zim, but nah, he ain't Zim no more. You know why? Cause he in Christ. But I, but I, 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 I'm jumping the gun. Uh, Quincy Patterson, man, what's up, Q? What's up, bro? Fort Worth, man. What's up, baby? You know, uh, I mean, I got your encouragement, man. I got all you guys' encouragement, man. Uh, Brother Montana. Brother Montana, man, thank you, man. Man, tell my brother Jay Hall, man, thank you. All the guys on Cofield, <clears throat> those of you who are in the shoe or in ALU or you out in population, man, man, thank y'all, man, for supporting the, the podcast. Uh, man, I, man, I'm really appreciative of, of what y'all are doing, uh, spreading the word, man. I'm, it's just I'm overwhelmed with joy, man. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, the Game Changer program, man. Montana, John Montana and them, Chapel, they got the Game Changers over there. And basically, Game Changers, man, they just – Hey man, they get they getting in the face of, of people that need need the word. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to change the game in the penitentiary, right? And talk about Jesus, man, and be relatable. So you got to be relatable to people. You can't be no weirdo. You know what I'm saying? You still got to be able to talk to people, man, and they might not want to hear nothing about Jesus. So you still love them anyway. So I'm saying a lot of times that love and, and you still help them, give them a shot of coffee, give them a soup, show them show them the love of Christ, that will bring them over. You know what I'm saying? But uh all of y'all, man, that uh, if you have access, man, to, you know, Amazon, I know y'all don't have access, but talking to those outside of prison, uh, Montana, man, has written a, a, an awesome uh, book, Redemption Through the Eyes of the Condemned by John Montana. Uh, and you can get it on Amazon or wherever you get, you know, your books. Uh, that you Just look up the title, Redemption Through the Eyes of the Condemned. Uh, and it's basically... Uh, an expose of the book of Romans. He he walks that thing down explaining, because, you know, Paul was, you know, it was about prisoners. 
you know, so he did his own ex expose, uh, say Montana, I seen, I'll be there for you too. Uh, it was on Venmo, v Vmo video, Venmo something. And, uh, you was playing the guitar and you was singing and the brother that wrote the song, I seen that it was good, bro. I tried to download it and try to upload it, uh, to my, um, my platform like YouTube or, you know, Facebook or something, but it wasn't, they wasn't trying to hit. So I mean, I gave up, but I watched it, bro. So y'all can go check that out as well. Uh, last but not least, brother Drado, Drado, I, I man, forgive me, bro, bro. This brother here got a three number from in Texas. Brother Drado got a three number. So and so, man, I, if, is it Drado or Drado? Well, you know who I'm talking to, bro. I got your letter, man. Thank you for encouragement. Uh, I got your letter too late, um, um, but but I'll explain to you in a minute. I'm finna I'm finna let everybody know what happened. But yeah, that unlawful restraint, that's a good argument. Will will I be the one to argue it? I don't know, bro. I don't know. The calling that God has gave me is to talk, tell tell at risk youth about Jesus and gangbangers and prisoners. That's that that's my primary calling. This prison reform thing, I'm just I'm just trying to do what I can to assist. So, but but I, I got your arguments, man, and I will pass them along or use them uh when the time come. Um so so moving on, let's go ahead and get get prison update, man. Um, very quickly, man, what happened, man? I went down there, man, and met with the guys, like I said, and uh, Perry and us, we went on in, in the state capitol. And so I went on up in that capitol, man, I, and the first uh, office that I tried to find, it's below the capitol. So it's, be, it's below the capitol. I thought it was, you know, all the offices, man, they got, they, man, they got offices underneath the capitol. And we're talking about in the state of Texas. I also learned that, the state, the state capital in Austin, uh, uh, is is the second biggest capital uh, in the United States. So you got the cap, you know, Washington, you know, the United States capital uh, is the biggest, and then Texas is the second biggest. I didn't know that. I learned something, right? So anyway, I looked, you know, I looked at the architecture and the building. I ain't got time for all that, man. I got to find this dude, right? So I finally found uh, Representative Andrew Murr. Representative Andrew Murr is my representative from. The area where I live, Kerrville, San Antonio, you know, Lakey, this District 53. <clears throat> and uh, maybe not San Antonio, but Kerrville, Real County. Well, here's the deal about this brother. He sits on the House Committee on Corrections. <laughs> Never knew that. Some of the brothers that uh, authored the bills, the representatives that authored some of these bills that will affect some of the men and women in Texas, uh, if they're passed, sits on that committee. What does this committee do? Man, they oversee the parole board. They oversee the TDCJ. You know what I'm saying? They make, they direct policy, suggest policy, you know, yeah. So he wasn't there. It was, that was to be expected. You know what I'm saying? So I talked to his deputy uh, chief of staff, very nice woman. And I sat with her, man, and I just told her, hey, look, I'm here representing Crypto Christ. I'm here representing Jesus. And all I'm, all I'm, all I'm here is to show you that there are men and women in the penitentiary who have changed and who can come out and be, a, and be and be an asset to society and be a productive member of society. And so these bills, you know, these earned time credit and the second look bill and the ITPs and all that. Hey, man, it's it's people in the penitentiary who who, who are ready. And it's, it's some people in there who ain't ready. See, that's the thing about me. I'm 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 going to speak the truth. I don't care who don't like it. it truth is truth. Whether you like it or not, it's going to remain the truth. So you got individuals in the penitentiary, man, you, they ain't ready. They're going to they gonna come out and go right back. See what I'm saying? But you got some opposite individuals who 
man, they ready. They're ready to come out. They're ready to be a productive member of society, man. And, and I told him, I said, I'm, that's what I am. I never wanted to be what I am right now. I was, I'm L7, straight up square. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go to work, come home, uh, 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 give, give my check to baby. She's going to pay the bills, man. And, man, I do my little old music, do the podcast. Hey, man, go talk to these at-risk youth. Go put on Netflix and go to sleep. See what I'm saying? I'm a regular Joe now, right? So there's other men that that will be able to do that too and come out and, and help society and not hurt society like we used to. So we you know the way, you know how we talk, you know, you know how we talk. So I was respectful, but I didn't pull no punches. I didn't cuss or nothing like that or use any vulgarity. But man, she felt me. You know what I'm saying? She was like, she really was tripping like, dang, this dude, like, really? I'm like, yeah, I ain't scared of you. You know what I'm saying? So she took notes. And what she told me was she invited me when they start um, when they start scheduling hearings, because when they start voting on bills, whatever the bills are, whenever they start voting on them, OK, they they, they hold hearings. And that's what the important part. Individuals that's, that's hearing this that are out. If you are out okay, and you are ex offender. Right. And you take care of your business, man. Hey, man, man let's let's go down here and, and, and get involved in these hearings. Because that's the next thing she invited me, I think, to give you like three minutes to speak. At these hearings, it's always those who want to keep individuals locked up. It ain't never nobody else, hardly. It ain't never nobody to go down there and speak for those who are incarcerated. It's always keep them locked up, throw away the key. Okay, okay, I understand. You know, these are victims. You know, these are, you know, you know, people that have, that have been affected by crime. I understand. You know what I'm saying? But see, in Jesus, there's forgiveness. See, simple as that. In Jesus, there is forgiveness. Yeah. So uh, uh, I told her, yeah, absolutely, man. I'll come down. So I got to stay in contact with her. Uh, she sent me an email to thank me uh, for coming. And she said, man, we look forward to having We look forward to seeing you around the building. I'm like, yeah, okay. And, you know, leave me some bad gas money. And, you know, driving down Austin, gas money. Anyway, so uh, what she did is... Uh, I told her that I had to go over to the Senate Criminal Justice Committee. Well, that's in a separate building. It ain't in the Capitol. So she helped me get over there. <clears throat> I went over there, man. Man, look here. Man, there where you looking, Austin, man. It's DPS, Texas Rangers with AR-15s. They, man, they got choppers. Man, they, hey, man, they, hey, everywhere you look. So when I tried to get up in the Senate, man, it ain't no, you just can't walk up in the Senate building. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Bless my heart. I thought I'm the woo doo 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 doo. Walk up in the Senate building, man. DPS, Texas Rangers. Who are you? You know what? Where you from? Who are you talking to? What? So I'm like, man, dang. So they finally let me in the building, and I had to call upstairs. They told me whoever you're here to meet at three o'clock, call them, and they got to come get you. So man, I called them. I'm like, hey man, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm. Three o'clock meeting, you know, with uh, Senator Whitmar's office. Um, yeah. So they came down. They got me, took me up on the fourth floor. And uh, I was there uh, to meet uh, Brother Michael Ward, who is the Senate Committee of Criminal Justice Policy Director. Uh, Senator Whitmar was in a finance committee. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. So <clears throat> anyway, man, so the brother, the brother that, that ushered me in, you know, he was like, you know, he was real good, man, got it. Got a father in the penitentiary. He's kind of like learning the clerk, you know, learning the, the office. He's kind of learning. He's in learning, right? So at the meeting that he was currently in, Mike Ward was in a meeting. 
and it was running kind of long. Man, it was like 303, 304, 305, right? He told me to be there at 3. I was, man, I was there before 3. You know what I'm talking about? So the brother was like, hey, look, if you want to go ahead and leave me the information, and I'm like, nah, can't do that. <laughs> no, sir, I don't came too far uh, here, you know, driving through this traffic. Uh, my wife, you know, no, sir. He told me to be here at 3 o'clock. I'm here. So whenever that meeting over with, I'll, I'll wait. I'm good. I'm straight. So eventually that meeting was over with, and I went in and talked to Mike Ward. And at first what he did was he kind of, you know, like, you know, like if somebody say they from Houston <laughs> and you kind of like, oh, yeah, where you from? You know what I'm saying? You know, with Mike, you know, Amarillo, you know, where you from the North Heights? Where you from? You from Hamlet? You know, oh, oh you oh, oh, you from Compton? Where at? You know, what side? Well, you know, yeah. Well, you from Fort Worth? You from the funk? You know, oh, you know. Now, y'all listening in other states, you know, I don't, I don't got a, I don't got a letter from, from, uh, from Florida. Oh, you from Tampa? Where at? You know, so y'all know how we do that, right? Well, that's what he did to me. Oh, so you did 26 years, huh? Yes, sir. So we kind of start kind of like getting at me, like to see what I knew, right? Man, look, brother, come on, man, stop it. So, he he uh he wanted to know about Crypto Christ Ministries and I explained that to him how that was how that came to be, uh you know, <clears throat> and then uh and then he kind of asked me oh well you were there you you were you were in prison when they had Vita Pro I'm like yeah I was there I ate it a couple of times until I seen it on Beto the pigs start dying and the chickens start dying it was chicken it was just, it was animal food from cow you know he was like yeah well come to find out he's one of the ones that that got that out of the system. He was one of the ones that was involved in that. And uh, Director Andy Collins back in the day, the executive director, PDCJ, is a long story. But he was a part of that. You know, he was a part of the faith-based wing. You know, when they went to Angola, uh, uh, Warden uh, Burrow Kane, you know, the seminary and all that type of thing. He was involved in all that, right? So I was like, man, y'all know about all that. I went through, I went, I didn't go through seminary, but I went through the faith-based wing. So once, once he saw that, I was legit. Then he relaxed, and man, we tried, we went that way. I kicked back in the chair. He kicked back, and man, he came around from his desk and got in the chair next, you know, across from me. And man, we just started chopping it up, you know. And his 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 aide was like tripping, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and we talked about everything. And basically, I told him the same thing. I said, "Look, check this out." I said, "Look, when I came in the state capital, I said I didn't know where to go. When I came in the state capital." I didn't even know where the elevators were. I didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? And I had to ask for help. I had to ask where things were, right? I said, I can't tell you nothing about the state capitol. I can't tell you nothing about the Senate building. I can't tell you nothing about how y'all have the protocols of, of lawmaking and all this type of thing. I say, what's the same with me? Y'all ain't never been to prison. I have half my life. So I know about it. So it seems to me that if y'all really want to reform, y'all want to change things, perhaps you should consider talking to individuals who did time that can help you guide you through the issues to change. So he, he was looking like, like, dang, he was looking at me like, dang, this, you know? Yeah. So um, we begin to talk about ITP. You know, we talked about ITP, man, you know, in Texas, in Texas, if, 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 you, if you, to make be eligible for parole, they want you to do your individualized treatment plan. And on that plan, they'll have you need to com complete this class and this and this and this. Okay, well, here's the difficulty in that. 
you put in for these classes, you denied. <laughs> or you put in for these classes and you're told you're on the waiting list. Or you put in for these classes or, and they don't exist on the unit. So then when you come up for parole, they deny you because you didn't, you didn't complete your ITP. Well how, well, how can you complete it if I can't take the class? We talked about that. We talked about set-offs. You know, uh, Brother Drado, Drado, man, you know, that, you know, unlawful restraint. And, and, and I, don't, I don't know if, but Brother Drado, I don't know if you understood what I was saying. What I was saying is, you know, if I committed an offense 30 years ago, that offense ain't going to never change. The elements of that offense ain't never change. When I went and robbed Easy Mark, man, that ain't going to never change. But the man who did the robbery changed while he was in prison. Therefore, don't use the elements of that of the nature of the offense to deny me because I'm not that man no more. We talked about that. You know what I'm saying? We talked about the law of parties that, hey, man, you got a brother, some brothers hanging out, little old youngster. He don't know what's going on. And, some, and these dudes go over here and, and rob this fool and, and smoke this fool. He didn't do it. He didn't pull the trigger. He didn't do it. But the law of parties. He got to go to the penitentiary, too. We talked about that. We talked about the, the 12 men that are on Cofield in ALU. We talked about that. He, he started naming their names. He know. He know about them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm like, man, you know, one brother been back there 18 years. You know? I mean, come on, man. He can't, you know, he can't, he can't see no light. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I did a little seg time. Did a little time in the hole. Y'all know how they'll drive you nuts if you let it. You know, and with, with, with Jesus Christ, he'll sustain you. But I, we talked about that. So, man, we talked about all that kind of thing. So a, after about an hour, um, after about an hour, um, he um, he was like, man. And that's when he told me, he said, can you stay a little later? And I said, man, bro, my wife is in the car. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> She's in the car, man. I can't. Nah, I can't. I can't really stay. You know what I'm saying? He said, man. He said, Senator Whitmire is, is, is in a finance committee meeting right now, but I sure love to have him sit with you and, and, and we discuss these, these issues further. I was like, dang, man, I couldn't stay, y'all. I had to go, man. My wife waiting in the car. You know what I'm saying? But he invited me also to come back and testify in public hearings concerning the bills and concerning prison reform, man. So, uh, man, I'm grateful for that. And that I just gave y'all the, the long and the short of what happened. And so as things happen, man, I'll keep y'all uh, abreast uh, of what's going on, man. Uh, I want to go out on, on a good note, man. Uh, uh, you know, at some point I'm going to start. Uh, um, I, I, got, I selected a couple of men, man, that I did time with, man, who just have phenomenal testimonies, man. You know, because, you know, while we have fun on, on the podcast, Hey man, I want it's about Jesus, and so and so I know there's men uh, uh, and and perhaps women who are listening who are still involved in the gang, who are still involved in criminal behavior, and so it's my job, man, just to encourage you more and more toward Jesus Christ. Simple as that, you know. And like I talked to a group of kids the other day, I think Saturday, yeah, Saturday, talked to a group of kids at Cripple Creek uh, Youth Camp. A lot of kids was out, out there was out of San Antonio. Hey man, I'm still cool. <laughs> I told him, I said, man, I'm cool. I'm cool as a fan, but I love Jesus. See what I'm saying? I, I still got my personality. You know, I still, I'm still cool. You know what I'm saying? But I love Jesus, and I love doing the right thing, and I got a beautiful life. And it can happen for y'all, too, and for y'all behind the bars. 
Simple as that. Let me give you a testimony very quickly. Uh, the homie Zim Loke, uh, that's what he was known as back in the day from in hood, square business, front line, front line. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Man, I got a letter from Brother Jones. And he said, man, I gave up the gang in 2016. Gave my life to Christ in 2017. He delivered me from drugs and the destructive lifestyle I had been living since 1987-88. And bro, God has done some beautiful things in my life. I'm married to a beautiful woman that I love very much and who loves me even more. I seen and held my mother for the first time in 26 years. I'm in college working on a degree. I see and hear from my daughter and granddaughter regularly. And man, God and and man and God is keeping me grounded and pushing me forward. God is good and he helps me through the hard times in prison. Uh, through his love and my wife and family also. Now, watch this, man. This is what got me. Randy, you got me with this one, man. I started crying. I was reading the letter. My wife was looking at me. She always be, she always be, you know, uh, laughing at me when I be crying. You know, uh, 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 look, there she is. There she is. There she is. There she is right there. Look up. She, she, she. What's up, darling? It's already here. What's already here? The man. The man. To unload the food. Okay. All right. Man, I got to go, y'all. Dang. So watch this, watch this. <laughs> That's a trip, y'all. Just y'all heard that baby came over and let me know that, that, that I got to go to work, y'all. I just got a truck. Look, I remember the old man we were, and all the things we dealt with and went through back then. God took some hardcore riders and made us men after God's heart, with hearts of flesh, no longer stone cold. Granted, man, I love you, man. And he did, Jesus Christ did that in my life. He did it in, in, in Brother Jones' life. And I'm here to tell you that he can do it in your life too. Guys, I got to go, man. My wife just let me know, man. I got to go to work. Man, love you guys, man. We'll see you uh, later on in the week. All right? This has been another little quick tidbit Crypto Christ podcast, man. We'll see y'all soon.